Howdy do, buckaroos. This is Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. I'm your host, Kelly Gamont. With me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. We are the Westworld podcast on the TV section of the Incomparable Network. The TV channel? Maybe it's a channel. I don't know. But in any case, thanks to uh, Jason and everyone over at The Incomparable for hosting us. Uh, Don and I are here to talk to you about season two of Westworld. Uh, while we are in the the freak out upswing of season three is breathing down our necks. Holy cow. We're going to talk about season two first. And... Um, Hopefully we've we, we're bringing in a number of new people as uh, most people's options for activity boil down to stay at home and watching television. So maybe we'll get a bunch of new folks. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about season two. One of the things um, as I was flipping through season two today to make sure I was kind of up to speed on everything, you know, where we left it all to pick up with season three. One of the things that I noticed is that. I love the pilot, the first episode of season one. It makes me really happy. It's such a good unit of storytelling. And I found that I couldn't really flip through season two that way, at least for me, because I wanted to watch the whole episode. So, um, you know, uh, Akane no Mai is a beautiful episode of TV. It's so, it's so good. Um, like, uh, vanishing point where we find out uh, episode nine is vanishing point where we find out more about um, uh, why am I totally blinking? We find out about William and, and his family and what his life is like sort of outside of uh, the park and all of that. And, um, and we get so many uh, just interesting episodes, I think is, is the part that stands out to me. How about you, Don? Oh yeah, I the the thing is there it is quite possible that season 2 of Westworld for me it's high points there there are a few high points to it and they might actually be higher than season 1. The problem is mm-hmm. the valleys definitely <laughs> are lower. Also so much lower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so it's it's uneven. Now as really, a really sophomore is. as a sophomore season I think they did a really good job and they expanded it. They went new places uh, mm-hmm. within the park and eventually at the end, they get out of the park and in the beginning in a way through flashbacks they're they're also out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it is a bit uneven. Now you, you mentioned uh, two really good uh, episodes, Akane no Mai and Vanishing Point, which I both uh, I thought were fantastic, but Personally, my two favorite episodes, uh, and it's not necessarily the whole episode. In fact, the the other half of the uh, episode I'm not crazy about, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the two episodes I really liked was uh, episode four, the Riddle of the Sphinx, where yes. we get the we get the um, uh, the mind fuck about what's going on with James Delos and the aging of William. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is just brilliantly done, directed by uh, Lisa Joy herself. I think that's so far the only episode that uh, she's directed. And mm-hmm. my wife's favorite episode of Westworld, both seasons, she says, you know, as good as 
season one was. Her favorite episode is episode eight, uh, Kiksuya. She just, yes, she just did, totally did not expect that, and it was like, you know, it was a hard left turn in storytelling, and she mm-hmm. was just so touched by I that. I loved it, and mm-hmm. I was too. We we basically had to. We watched. We had eaten dinner. We watched it. We had to have like a snack or something else, take the mm. dog out, and then we had to watch it again. <laughs> so yep. that's so that's uh, that's how uh, that's how good that was. That was that was just stellar. Yeah. Now I there think, were other. Uh, Akane no Mai and Kixia are uh, like my t- two of my favorite episodes. Like as much as I love the pilot, I think these come in. Um, if they're second, it's close because as a unit of storytelling, they're just wonderful. Yeah, they're uh, they they are quite good. I I think um, the puzzle box nature of this season, which was very different uh, from first season, the first season was. You know, oh my God, uh, this person is a host too. I mean, we got a little of that at the end, where the big hint uh, that obviously that Stubbs is also a host. You know, in one of the very last uh, last scenes of the season in uh, the passenger. Wait, uh, I forgot all about that. What? Wait, what? Stubbs <laughs> is a is a host, uh, so it's obviously uh, yeah, and so. Uh, you know, that's sort of like revealed in his conversation with uh, uh, Charlotte. Uh, Hold on, at... let me set a reminder to go watch the last episode of season two frame by frame before yeah. Sunday evening. When, Holy moly! When uh, Stubbs is I, having... I have absolutely no recollection of this. That's why I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, okay. Wait. No, no, we talked about this in the... <laughs> in, uh, about the episode. Anyway, uh... So, uh, you know, Stubbs is talking to Charlotte, who's not Charlotte, because that's actually Dolores yes. smuggling the brain ball. The passenger. I, yeah. yeah, the passenger. Well, the passenger really refers not to that. It refers... But to Iggy Pop. No. Yes, Iggy Pop. No, the passenger <laughs> refers to um, uh, Ford inside uh, Bernard's head. I always assumed yeah. that's what it meant. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but you could you could play that with... But uh, I think certain... it spins out to apply to a bunch of things, which is right. something that Westworld is very good at. Yeah. So the other thing I like about um, uh, 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 this season is speaking of Dr. Ford, where we get him back at the end of episode six in phase space, <gasps> you know, where which Bernard goes into the, uh, the cradle, uh, which is the computer simulation where Bernard, we find out Bernard was really created. And in fact, mm-hmm. the nice letterbox scene in the beginning, we were all going like, why the fuck are they doing this section of the letterbox? And why does Dolores seem to be acting slightly off? Well, turns out these are all flashbacks to when the 10,000 time that, you know, Dolores was working on programming, helping program uh, Bernard in this simulation. 
so that was a massive mind uh, fuck. You know, it was not only it was not only playing with time, which Nolan has always been a, a real fan of. It was pleasure oh, yes. uh, playing with where you're at, which uh, Lisa Joy really likes, which she, you know, with the riddle of the Sphinx, you really got that up in spades when you realize that James Ellos is, you know, he's dead and, you know, we're in a simulation and he's not actually where he thinks in, mm-hmm. uh, in California and stuff like that. So uh, they love to screw with this that way. Yes. And so I did like those parts and I love the fact that, you know, why is Bernard so confused? You know, there were all sorts of theories on Reddit and there was so season two was good in a sense that until about episode seven, maybe Liz Scorches, most of Reddit had not really figured the season out. Uh, it wasn't like season one where Reddit, by the time episode three rolled around, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, Bernard's a Cylon and uh, <laughs> I and uh, the man in black is William. Right. Reddit had figured yeah. out this time. The theories were so like freaking ludicrous. Why is Bernard acting so daffy? Nobody mm-hmm. nobody had that down. And they were like chasing down to other little distractions that Nolan and Joy, we found out later, had actually put in there intentionally just to screw with this. Which uh, and you re- I have to have a certain amount of respect for. Like, I'm not mad about that. <laughs> Do you remember the video that they put, that they yes. released accidentally before the season started that was supposed to be a spoiler? And it was totally, mm-hmm. you know, it was almost uh, Rick Astley singing Never Gonna Give You Up because it was like, <laughs> It's so all these scenes that didn't make any sense. And then, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, basically Evan Rachel Wood uh, singing with uh, somebody's dog. Um, it, yeah. That was like, a, uh, uh, that was happening. And we also, this season, by the way, uh, not that it means anything in Westworld, we got some of our, our favorite characters murdered and we're not sure if they're going to come back in the host line the big one that was soul crushing was of course james Mar- uh, marsden as teddy flood going out by suicide yes and so to speak yes being resurrected in um the sublime mm-hmm. uh and then you know we lost uh uh we lost Tallulah riley also yeah. a suicide, Angela. but for different, yeah, yeah. Angela is a different uh, reason. And then Angela uh, Serafian as Clementine, who, you know, after she got her brain scrambled last season, she didn't really have a lot of lines this time, but boy, was she a yeah. badass. Oh, uh, she was badass and she was terrifying. And like, yeah, there was a whole lot of, I feel like this season was more overtly dark. Because, like, we dealt with some heavy stuff in season one, but a lot of it was just kind of what you were sent away to think about during the week in between episodes. Yes. Or, you know, the hour, depending on when you were watching the series. Now that it's out, you can do it whenever you want. It's a different story. But um, it was a little it was a little more implied 
I think in it was a little it was implicit what that what we were dealing with with AI and advancement in technology and people are watching you and all that kind of stuff in episode in season one and in season two it stopped being implicit and it's very explicit this is what's happening it's very dark um Dolores is going around like bringing people back because she can and you know um we don't need them they're not useful you know that kind of thing um you know a thing that really struck me as I was flipping through was um when she found her dad and she gets Bernard and says basically like i'm not making you do this you know i'm not ordering you to do this i'm just asking you to please help him he's broken and you know like though and those moments are more powerful because of you know because of the stuff that we get from her the rest of the time when she's really not being feeling i guess you know compassionate about when she's being know, the terminator or whatever or she's yeah or she's straight up yeah I'll be back, you know, and walks off and, you know, lays waste. Um, I mean, it's amazing to watch. And, you know, Maeve the same way, like her journey through this season was really great to watch. And Shogun World was super duper fun. And uh, like, honestly, Sizemore was kind of fun by the time we get to the end of the season. Well, that's that's one of the humans we lose, uh, which yeah. is uh, well, one of my favorite characters. And we also lost Elsie. We got her back, and then we lost. So she was a real roller coaster this season. Yeah, got her back, and then we lost her. Because uh, we then... didn't get her back until really far in. Like as I was flipping through, I'm like, "Don't we have Elsie back by now?" And we didn't, and we didn't, and we didn't. And it was like I think six, maybe before uh, we got her back. Uh, so I think it was six. Yeah. So like, yeah, we're like more than halfway through. It going like, where did she go? Like what happened to her? And then, and I um, it, I loved that her first reaction because I I did watch a little bit of the moment with her, of of her and Bernard when Bernard discovers her, air quote discovers her since he put her there, um, and says, and you know, and like she opens up his foldable iPad, and it connects to him, and she's like, you rotate it out. That was the first thing she said, and it was very funny. Um, I liked those human moments in this season overall. It was a lot of fun to see. It was a lot of fun to see all of the interaction get more interesting because it's season two, and you don't have to set anything up. Like, you know, like there was no, there, there wasn't a whole bunch of this is who this is, and this is what they're about, and this is their whole deal. We know all of that, so you can just tell us what's happening. Um. A new character, another character we got new in season two was, I've absolutely forgotten her name, but William's daughter shows up at the end of one oh, of the episodes. R- Emily, yes, thank you. Grace, she rides yeah. out of the sunset. Hi, Dad. <sighs> and then, yeah. you know, that's the credits. Yeah. Yeah, Katya Herbers uh, was uh, was great. And we, and, and we have... Um, uh, infanticide. Uh, William kills her, uh, which was oh yeah, yeah, which was shocking, and uh, I did not expect that end. We also find out yeah. about you know more about. We get to see Juliet as a young woman. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the actress. Uh, what was really 
really so cool, I thought was really cool, is that the the toss-away photo from episode one, <laughs> which you yes. know looks like nothing to me, which was a uh, which is some random uh, stock photo that they got for that thing. They yeah. wound up tracking the woman down in the stock photo. <laughs> I was a model and hiring her mm-hmm. to play uh, Juliet. And I thought, now mm. that's fucking commitment. Right. Uh, I yeah. remember us kind of freaking out about that on the show. Like, you know, if, if you thought, wow, they did a good job of finding somebody who looks like that picture. No, no, that's not what happened at all. Uh, they found the person in the picture and said, yeah, we'd like to make you a deal. Yeah. And spectacular. Yeah, and uh, and then hiring uh, Sailor Ward as the the older Juliet, and that whole story. Mm. Uh, where oh man, you know, and you start get and and they also just twisted the knife in us too about you start to get almost sympathetic towards William and the Man in Black, mm. and then you realize there's just no saving this guy. No. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to do it to us again in, in season three, but the post as as much as the uh, post credit scene with uh, Ingrid uh, Bolso Bordal as Armistice oh, from season Armistice. one was so good, the and her uh, prosthetic arm this season was cool. The post credit oh, scene, that. yeah, the post credit scene in this season. Uh, with uh, with William and Emily was was just you know Twilight Zone mindfuck good yeah you know and yeah. it's oh by the way we're gonna like yeah yeah we're gonna drop this little hand grenade for you see and and then peace out for over a year that's yeah <laughs> and then uh, and then giving uh, Ben Barnes as Logan uh, more work as the representation of um uh the uh, the big um as the as the entity that runs the forge you know and finally finding out what the forge is and finally finding out what the whole plan is so those parts of it were were really good, but you know some of the low. Sometimes they just spend a lot of time, like, you know the. Uh, I mean, the, I guess the producers and the director and the cast thought it was really good. The, the battle uh, that went on, I think, in. Uh, uh, episode uh, three, uh, Virtui Fortuna, which. Which oh, really, uh, yeah, the fort. I was like, can we just move past this? I mean, this is just not adding anything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I very much got a moment there of like, okay, I get it. Let's wrap this up. You know, I, I did. Uh, you know, it was it was interesting to watch at first, but I felt like they made the point, and then they underlined it, and then they took a different color pen and underlined again, and you know, did a little doodling around. And I get it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't need that much embellishment. I wanted to get back to another story. And part of like what I remember about watching season one as it aired, uh, what I remember about it is being so wrapped up in 
each individual story, you know, we cut to Dolores and what Dolores is doing. Okay, awesome. Like now that we've cut, you know, now now we see what Dolores is doing and we're wrapped up in in Dolores's journey and what's going on with her or you know or whatever and then all of a sudden we cut to Ford again or Bernard again and oh yeah, that's right. They're in the middle of something too. And you know, but then you get wrapped up in that and then you know, you're all invested and then they jump to the next character or the next story thread. And and I remember sort of getting pulled out and then moving on to the next person and be like, oh yeah. And when we got to season two, I did spend a non-zero amount of time in season two going, you know, like like that that battle at the fort. Yeah, yeah, Dolores. Like, what's Maeve up to right now? Yeah, yeah. What's the other, you know, what's Bernard doing right now? Like, sort of checking out of of the individual storylines because we spent a little more time in them than than it seemed like was necessary yeah there were storylines that when i did my multiple rewatches of season two i relished but you know there were points when i was doing my rewatches where i was fast forwarding and that's not a good sign now with episode 10 it's not that it was a bad episode mm-hmm. but there were just sort of dead spots in there that I just wanted them to get on with it. Yes. Uh, I, and I, I thought some of the stuff was, you know, just kind of uh, repetitive, but then again, they also, they also sort of like rushed through a few things uh, uh, that I thought was really kind of odd. The nice thing is, though, at the end, we got uh, n- uh, not only the post-credit scene, which we talked about uh, before, but the end mm-hmm. where Dolores escapes as Charlotte and then gets back into some kind of body of her own with mm-hmm. somebody else's Charlotte in one of the various brain balls that she smuggled out. Yes. And we get to see her but with who? naked Bernard. Yeah. And yes. so who are they? Uh I expect, based on the previews for season three, that we're going to find that find that oh, out yes. this season because uh, the the host, whoever it is that looks like Charlotte, you know, says mm-hmm. the five of us against them, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, and then something else, five? right? Like you're not the only one. What did she say in the trailer? You're not the only one with an with an army. Yeah. Something answer. like that. Yeah. When we see the giant robot arms like smash somebody through a wall. Yeah. Which looked awesome, by the yes. way. <laughs> I yeah, can't I, wait I, to see that that with context. I just I just set up HBO on uh devices on multiple TVs and to test my new renewed HBO subscription. I watched mm-hmm. the trailer multiple times. Uh yes. just to, you have to make sure it works, right? So works. let's so enough about season two. It was good. Yes. Is it in my top 10 seasons of television? Maybe. Definitely not season one material, but it's up there, right? Yes. Uh, and so... They did set an awfully high bar with season one, which I think was was part of what happened to it is that it sort of... It didn't collapse, but it, you definitely felt the weight of the first season kind of weighing on this one, I think. And, you know, how do we how do we fool people and that kind of thing? 
So um, I think that was probably part of it. And maybe maybe it's just that they didn't spend time on the parts of the storylines that I really liked. There's somebody with a Westworld podcast out there who did an entire episode or two just on the fight at the fort where you and I were bored. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And so, so that uh, may, it may just be personal taste, but it just felt like I wasn't getting like nobody was getting anywhere when we were watching that. And I'm like, come on, like, I want to see what's happening. Yeah. So I, and I think our sensibilities for a lot, uh, a lot of season two uh, were very similar. I mean, the, yes, the, the, the points. And so while it's good, it's, it's not an A plus, you know, top, absolutely top tier is season one, but right. still I want everybody to know, I still think it beat the shit out of most television, especially, <laughs> yes. uh, especially even that year. So let's talk about yes. season, season three. And yes, uh, because rambling about uh, season 10, I'm going to preface it, preface this by saying, I, I, you know, I've, I've looked at the theories on Reddit. I've watched all the trailers, mm-hmm. even the secret trailers and, Mm-hmm. You know, the bullshit stuff, uh, the marketing <laughs> stuff that they put out. And yeah. I can confidently say, I-, I have no fucking idea where this is going. But you texted me yesterday <laughs> in I all did. caps that you have a theory. And so what we should discuss your theory. I think that's very important. Okay. So here's my theory. And it throws back to um, early season two. And... Um, I, you will probably be able to fill in the episode for me because now I don't remember. Um, I was flipping through, uh, the first part of season two this yesterday. Is re- reu- this is episode two reunion when. No, season had- two. It was, yeah, begin- season- it was, I was just in, in season two and I, is it season two where. Episode or, two. Yeah. Episode two. Reunion. Words That's are hard where, today. It's late yeah. Friday afternoon. I apologize everybody. Yeah. Um, so it's when William, <laughs> young William. Yes. Is with James Delos within the park and they do that scene where everybody like freeze all motor Stops functions. Stops dead. Yeah. yeah. So um, we see uh, Dolores walking and Teddy walks up to her and goes to return the can and then they're they're frozen. And all of a sudden William and James Delos are walking in the park and James Delos is basically like this seems dumb and it's probably a terrible investment. And William says something to the effect of um, because we've just seen the scene where we've just watched the part where the man in black talks about how people like coming here because they can sin while nobody's watching. Yeah. And then says something to the effect of at least that's what they think. And so then we see this scene where William is 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 pitching James Delos on why this is a good idea. And says that um, basically, like, we'll let people come here and do whatever they want, and they'll think nobody can see them. At least that's what we're going to tell them. Something like that. And then says, um, if you don't see the if you don't see the business the value in that, then you're nowhere near the businessman I thought you were. Basically, and that's where James Delos decides he likes him, and <laughs> says, uh, "There's not a man alive." that would dare to talk to me the way you do that way. And, uh, okay. Talk to me about this. We don't know what that resulting conversation was, but my theory is that this ties into the stuff that we've gotten about season three with insight. 
So your theory is it's not just about the forge, that no. it's super marketing. It's uh, it's Facebook weapons grade for, marketing. It, yeah, it's weapons grade Facebook. Right? Yes, basically. Um, as, or you know, as Facebook. if we don't have that already. <laughs> yeah, or as we call it now, Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And part of that is is because um, because then as, again, as I was skipping through episodes. Uh, we get to the moment where Dolores is playing piano at at a party, and Emily is there, and uh, Juliet uh, tells Emily to stop talking to the lady playing the piano, and we see William kind of giving Dolores the eye, and then he goes out, and James Delos is outside, and he talks about how you know, oh, because Delos says uh, you sent out for entertainment or something like that. And they talk about it being a retirement party, but also a coronation. And so my theory is that James Delos, and I, I, I don't really know what it was that drew these lines when I was sort of turning it over in my brain. But what I came up with was that uh, James Delos is basically like, fine, William, go run your little park, right? Have your little company. And uh, like William sells him on this idea of like, scanning everybody keeping all those experiences and it's way more than just blackmail i don't think that i don't think blackmail is what they're sort of limiting this to so i think insight becomes this massive thing and it's spelled i-n-c-i-t-e whether you want to say that insight as if it were spelled differently or insight like a riot um in any case this other company ends up subsuming whatever it is that James Delos is in charge of with the Delos Corporation. And that's where the coronation stuff came from and that William became the heir apparent by taking this other company and turning it into this massive, massive piece of what they were doing. So that's my theory is that the insight came from Delos in some form or another. And maybe there was a split at some point, like after we see like somewhere between Jimmy Simpson and Ed Harris. Uh, William ends up parting with the Delos company, and that's why we see all this stuff about Insight, but there's no Delos branding on it anywhere, and that's kind of my theory. So I am completely wrong, by the way. I have absolute faith that I have even less of a clue about what's happening than Don does. <laughs> I don't know. You could be right. That I mean, it kind of follows, so there's got to be some connection between Delos and Insight. I mean, mm -hmm. other, otherwise they're kind of coming out left field on that. Yeah. Uh, so. And they talk about like, we'll take all your information and we'll, we'll, and if you go to the, um, if you pick up your phone and go to the insight website, which I, I don't remember the URL for right now, but when you go to it, there's something about, um, maybe it's contact. There's something in the menu. If you go to the menu at the top, right. And choose one of the options in the menu. Um, it will sort of make a glitchy screen at you for a second, and then it shows you your IP address while it shows you a secret trailer for season three. So, yeah. <laughs> they, and you may have seen, um, I think it was at CES, that some journalists were invited to a dinner that was being hosted by the Insight Corporation, and they just took everybody's social media profiles and had people memorize them and sit and eat dinner with these folks. And like, so 
you know, like sitting down with me and going, so you and your Lego guys go a lot of interesting places, don't you? So you really like karaoke, you know, and like have conversations with people based on stuff that they scooped off the web about them and, you know, their own websites or social media profiles or uh, stories that they'd written, Instagram, stuff like that. And, um, and a couple of people were like, I knew what was happening and I knew that it was like fake because, you know, it was just, it was really HBO that was doing this, but it was still deeply unnerving that this is what was going on. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's part of it. And I think somehow all of the stuff that they were doing at the park is directly related to that. So, um, I'm also, Another thing that we've seen in the trailers that I think is going to be fun, um, because it was one of the first, I think it was in the first bit of new footage that we got, and that was Maeve in some sort of World War II situation, it looked like. Yeah, that was one of the early ones, and it's like War World or Nazi World or whatever. So I'm curious as to what role that is. that just an aside? Because we, we had this cool thing with, you know, Shogun World or whatever yeah. it was in season two that you'd mentioned. Is that just going to be a throwaway? Uh, what about the Raj? Are we ever going to see that again? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was Emily's uh, favorite place. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't even get a chance to talk about that, but it was it was really cool. The parts we got to see. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, great matte paintings. Uh, <laughs> And uh, elephants, elephants and tigers. And elephants, yeah. Yes. So uh, I, I wonder. I I don't want that to just be a throwaway. I want that to have had meaning. I mm-hmm. mean, they were able to, you know, uh, with Kiksuya, they were able to sort of give some meaning. There was a reason why there were all these. Uh, Native American hosts, right? Yeah. It it worked into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But at the end, Ikani no Mai didn't mean anything, right, to the overall... You know, when you got there to episode 10, it was like, well, that was fun, and it was really hysterical seeing (laughs) the parallels to (laughs) the theme park there and how much it was basically... Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> sweet water, you know, but yes. in Japanese. But I and also it... liked that they had enough awareness to all stare at, at Ben and go, really? <laughs> yeah. No, it was that funny. That to me was really funny. Yes. It it was funny. And it, and it did. And Hector's s- hatred. Yes. Say the word and I will skin him right, like a rabbit. What is yes. your problem? That was yeah. really good, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was all good, but in the end, there was no other than I think a couple of things it said about uh, we discovered about Maeve. Yeah, there was not a lot of there there once the season was done. Really, uh, all we got from that was that Maeve learned how to do everything without talking to anybody. Yeah, and learned how to boss the host around, which was awesome. Right. And Wu Tang in the middle was amazing. Yes, but at the same time, like you're right, like. It didn't get us anywhere. And I think that's probably my underlying frustration with season two is that you gave me a beautiful hour of television that has absolutely no consequence to the story that you're trying to tell me. Yeah. 
in a sense, they could have done all of season two without that interlude. Mm-hmm. You can't do season two without Kiksuya, though, without no. episode eight, because even though that's and like you can't do it without the uh, the first half of the Riddle of the Sphinx. Yeah, right? where we Which get the is, Raj. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the one where we get oh. James Delos in the past. Oh, you right, understand right. the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's why those are those are also why those are two of my favorite episodes because not only were they at least that part of episode four so well done, but you know, there was there there. Yeah. Right. And so what I want from season three and it's only eight episodes long. So you know <laughs> they don't have a lot of time to jack yeah. around here uh, is, you know, I want, I want meat and potatoes. Yes. I want meat and potatoes, gang. And so uh, the other thing, by the way, you know, uh, Nolan and Joy have said repeatedly that this season is going to be more linear. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more straightforward storytelling. There won't be, uh, you know, the puzzle box episode. Here's Mm -hmm. what I want to tell all of fandom. Don't don't fucking believe them. That's just all (laughs) bullshit. They're going to do it to us. Again. You know they're going to do it to us again, but they got to say that up front. So, you know. Well, also, like, if you. Here's the thing about all the people having theories, right? Is that um, I believe that Reddit, anyway, at least the Westworld subreddit, I'm not going to say all Reddit, the Westworld subreddit, I believe they can be taught. And if you look back at what the season two trailers looked like, when we were all slobbering for a new season and just couldn't deal with how long it was going to take for it to get here. And then it showed up when we got it, all the stuff that we saw in those trailers and everything, like it still wasn't enough to make any sense out of. And even if you go back and watch them now, like even knowing what the context is behind what they were showing you, it still doesn't make any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have no doubt that we haven't seen we haven't seen anything that's going to tell us anything major about what happens aside from uh, Caleb, I think, is Aaron Paul's character's name, and yeah. Dolores. Uh, we know the two of them interact at some point for some length of time. That's all we know. That's it. Well- we also know and that the, I'm also really know... excited to see that because I, I love him and I hope that he gets to do something interesting. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure, sure he will. One thing that we do know is um, the, the theme for season three, at least according to the showrunners, uh, Nolan Joy, is that season mm-hmm. three is what they, I think they were quoted in this in, in EW, uh, is that season three is a warning to humanity. <laughs> you know, to, Great. You know, to, I, I guess to get off Facebook, but I, I hope it's uh, <laughs> something deeper than that. Uh, in a way, s- season three is going to be colored by the news now. I mean, we're in, um, I remember seeing a joke last night is, uh, it was on Reddit. It was on the front page. It wasn't on the uh, the Westworld subreddit or something. 
but it was a picture from a movie, uh, uh, Jumanji, and it showed the board game, you know, back from mm-hmm. Jumanji back in the 90s, and yeah. said, whoever started playing this game at the beginning of 2020, can you just stop? <laughs> and that's what it feels like right now. And yes! so, so, and that's the real world. So in one way, we have to ask ourselves, is Westworld season three going to be fucked up enough that eclipses what's going on in our reality <laughs> right now? And I'm actually yeah. worried that it's not going to be weird enough. Yeah, because we got a long time between now and Sunday, kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I'm worried that it's it's going to sound too close to the news. And so I don't, so it may not be fun like it was before. Um, that's part of what I'm worried about is that, um, if I'm watching Westworld and then I flip to CNN when I'm done watching Westworld, that I may not be able to tell the difference. And if I can't, then Westworld isn't fun anymore. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to. Um, I want my crazy ass future sci-fi show about robots to be something I can, something I don't have to worry about in real life. And I'm not entirely convinced that that dystopia is going to be far enough off and different enough from where we are here in the darkest timeline. Hello and welcome. Um, yeah. to to make enough of a difference to be like a fun pretend TV show that I like to watch. That is that is my concern. Yeah, I I completely agree. Uh I was by the way while we were talking I just called up uh the uh, the subreddit in Westworld somebody has a has a great joke on there. I'll I'll, I'll just uh, hopefully most of our listeners have more sense to spend any time on Reddit. <laughs> but I, uh, it, it, it was a, uh, it was a meme shot, which is a reminder from S- Sylvester in this time of coronavirus. This is from, I believe, episode three of the first season, <laughs> yes. where, he, where he's yelling at F- uh, Felix, "Soap is mechanical. You're not making the little <laughs> bubbles. You're not doing shit." Doing so, shit. <laughs> so, boy, talk about something that's prescient in a way that you really did not want it to be prescient. That so, is exactly yeah. 100% so, true. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I don't want my uh, my we- uh, my Western sex robots uh, <laughs> to be to be eclipsed by the headlines uh, on CNN. So yeah, I like I like sci-fi. I like dark sci-fi. I like a real dark, gritty, down and dirty sci-fi. I have no problem with that part. It's that. If I'm watching Westworld yeah, and Mr. Kelly leaves the room in a, in and I flip to CNN Black and Mirror, he comes right? back and can't tell the difference, yeah. that's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't need it to be Black Mirror all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Don, I have some unfortunate news for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. Yes, so I, that's... I do very much enjoy that sort of show, but I, I don't need to walk out the door and have it be outside at the same time. Yeah, that's so, not okay. So hopefully, for an hour or however long, 
the first episode <laughs> is on Sunday night. We don't know yes. how long it'll be. Hopefully we have no we'll... idea. At this point, I don't think we have links yet. Even even though it's going to be Sunday, I don't know if we know how long that one's going to be. So. Uh, but you know, I hope it's it's long enough that I don't have to think about social distancing for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Kelly and I will be watching from opposite ends of the couch. <laughs> well. Yeah, my wife and I always do that because I, I always have the TV on. So goddamn loud. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. old and deaf. Uh, so she's always she's always sitting further back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, and I, I refuse to watch with subtitles the first yeah. time through. I, I, I cannot no. abide that. So. And just a housekeeping note for people who maybe didn't listen to the season one recap. I do want to let you know that uh, we're going to continue season three the way we did with season two, where um, we will do the reaction show. We're going to try and watch um, if they release it at six o'clock at uh, West Coast time. This works for our advantage. So if we get to watch it early enough, uh, we will watch the episode. We will do our 20 minute reaction show like we did last season where I set a timer and then when it goes off, we wrap up the show. Uh, once we've done that show, we'll sit with it for a few days, think about the episode, and then uh, we'll put out, you know, our full hour or whatever, you know, discussion that we want to have about it a little more in depth. So we're going to continue that format. Uh, people really enjoyed it for uh, season two, so we're going to continue doing that for season three. And we would like your theories. We would like your crazy predictions, your um, confidently wrong assessments of season three. I'm, I'm sure they're um, just as confidently wrong as ours. So Yes, um, I am 100% confident that I'm 100% wrong. That's yeah. really what, what this comes down to for me. Confidently wrong. Um, yes, I, I completely own this. And I'm, I think, like, and here's the thing is that I don't care. Like, I love theorizing oh, no, about no, it, I but I'm not offended that. if I'm, like, way, way, way off base. Like, cool. You know, let me see what you came up with instead. I want to find out what conclusion you have about, like, where insight came from or whatever. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so on Twitter at Westworld Rewind. That's our show. Uh, on Twitter, that's where you can get us. Uh, you can get me on Twitter as Verso, V-E-R-S-O. And Don, where can the people find you? As Don Melton on Twitter. or Don You don't Melton say. On- Yes, I did say. <laughs> uh, or Don Melton on GitHub because I hang hang around there a lot too. So okay, uh, what are you? We talked a little bit about about this in in our previous uh, recap of of season one. But what are you looking forward to most in season three? I like I'm, high level because I think I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to the outside. Yeah, I'm looking. You said you were looking forward to the outside. I'm looking forward to being surprised. Oh yeah, being, I figured being that goes del- without saying. <laughs> being delighted, being pissed off, being distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, be, I, I, what I want yes. is I want <laughs> something else to consume my mind and time in our yeah. troubling era that we're in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what. Uh, because we know it's set in the future. Like, I don't know if we've nailed down exactly where it is. Um, but there's something about, um, like, a, on the Insight website, there's something about the Privacy Act of 2035 or something like that. Yeah, I think supposedly it's supposed to be 2040. So, yeah, so it's it's 
you know, in the future, but not like far, like you can see it from here. Um, and the, and so what I'm curious about is what that world is like that makes the Delos parks, whichever one you choose. So appealing. We'll find out. Yeah. That's my hope. I guess two, we'll see. <laughs> two more days and change. Two days and change. We right. are going to have to figure out how to make it until then. I, I don't know. We're going to have to, we'll have to figure it out. So again, you can send us your theories over on Twitter. Uh, we want, we definitely want to hear from you. And until then be excellent to each other.